What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Galenios Jr. And Matthew Susan. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, Mason. Hey, Glenn. I missed you last week, buddy. I miss you guys too, man. Why is my mom calling me? Damn. Thanks, mom. Awful timing. Uh, you didn't answer? Anyway. No, I just silenced it, bro. <laughs> Damn, what if it's important? That's really fucked up. She'll text me. She'll text you if it's important. What if she's getting strangled by your dad when they're having sex? All right. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> she calls me. Yeah, help me. I'm just going. <laughs> help me. Help me. Oh, that's so wrong. And, then, and then this guy's just like. <laughs> Please. Oh. Gosh. This is this is an all-time start to a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I'll say. Well, in a way, it was Mason's fault. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was your phone what? that started this. Yeah, I told. Hey, mom, I'm about to start a podcast. <laughs> Call me in five minutes. I'll put my phone right near the fucking mic. Get out of oh, here! I don't know. You're gonna leave a message. And be like, sorry, Mason, your dad was strangling me, but it's okay. <laughs> we were just having sex. Oh, my God. Oh, anyway, uh, so week four is wrapped up. Um, oh, yeah, football. None of us had a good week. We all lost. Uh, my loss was – I wasn't able to talk about it last week. Uh, so, real quick, my team has quickly – well, last week quickly turned into team hospital. Uh, I had Chris Godwin out. I had James Conner out because of his game getting postponed. Um Obviously, yeah, just not 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 an ideal situation um, for me. Definitely not. Hmm. And uh, Susan, I know you're you're feeling the injury bug as well. A little bit, yeah. Uh, I'm on four. I'm getting used to it. Uh, between <laughs> to it. this and my other league, I have one win. So yeah, I beat you in the other league, Susan. One and eight on the year. You almost you almost stormed a comeback. That, that was a good game. Like looking like pregame, looking at all the matchups, I was like, wow, this is gonna be a good game. Um, but I, I lost, I lost, and uh, but in the league of my most concern, our league that we're all in, zero four. I uh, had a good chance, probably my best chance against the coveted Jake Fryer, as Derrick Henry wasn't able to play this week. He had Kareem Hunt, who was injured all week. Didn't matter. He got two touchdowns. Um, uh, he had Malcolm Brown and Mar- – I'm sorry, Marquise Brown and Marvin Jones, who haven't really been doing much. And Marvin Jones still didn't do much, which, I mean, I guess he could drop his ass if he had to at this point. But Marquise Brown showed up. And, uh, yeah, some of my guys didn't. John Brown and Robert Woods just had mediocre games and needed one of them to break out. And, of course, the Chiefs D faced Brian Hoyer and Stid the Kid. So, yeah. Uh, I got fucked there, too. Real quick, before we get to your week in review, Glenn, I just want to say um, I want to talk about that game, uh, the Kansas City-New England game last night. Uh, I had some thoughts about it. But as Glenn, Glenn can go, obviously, first. You, you don't want to give your thoughts? Not yet. I want I want to hear how your week went. 
Well, my weekend's nothing to talk about, really. I mean, I'm one and three. Uh, I thought I could build a little momentum after beating Panacho, but uh, no, Gomes just everybody had a good game. Everybody on his team had a good game. Everybody, you guys, if you check the standings, uh, same as last year, I am leading the league in points against. Everybody oh, gets right? fired up to play me. You know what is also consistent? Panacho with the most with the least points against. Yes, but he is two and two. And we'll it's talk true. about why later. Oh, I Ooh, like that. That's what Which we I didn't it. realize how important that was until I watched look at his box score today. That's what we call in the industry a tease. Yeah. All right, so related to that, uh, before I jump into the Patriots game, I just want to say last week uh, – oh, so my score in my game this week, your dad beat me by more than double my score. And you might be thinking, would you put up 50 points? You put up 60 points? I put up 83. Glenn's dad put up 174. Damn. 174. And half-point PPR. And half-point PPR. And like I said, I had an inkling I was going to lose this week because of uh, the shit that went down with Godwin and Connor. Um, and I just – I didn't think it was going to be an ass-whooping that bad. And the worst part about it was that I was fully committed to the loss, to feeling the loss, embracing it. And then halfway through the 1 o'clock games, I had some hope. We were pretty close. His whole team was basically going to 1. And then it quickly slipped away because Chris Carson had a great second half after coming back from a potential concussion. Uh, C.D. Lamb continued to uh, be a dominant force in the Cowboys offense. Dak continued to be dominant uh, throwing the ball. Uh, they didn't actually win, but, you know. Um, Why did you – you could have just – you could have just kept going about my dad's season. Glenn, because I am tired of the Cowboys. I'm tired, and I will get to that after. But first, I have a question for you guys, all right? So we're going to talk about New England, Kansas City. So I want to talk about Brian Hoyer first, okay? So before last night, when do you think the last time Brian Hoyer made a start was? Um, 2015. Yes, Glenn, you were right. Wow, really? Yeah, 2015. With the Browns, right? No, with the Texans. Oh. Do you know what happened in his last start? I will guarantee you, you will know what happened once, once I say yes. He, he went off. No. Oh. He, I just said he lost. Yes, he, he lost. He can, Do you know what until they played? went off. They played Kansas City. Do you know what the score of that game was? Take a guess. He played on the Texans? He lost he the played, Kansas City? He, yeah, he played on the Texans. He lost Kansas City in the playoffs. In the divisional round, I believe. They lost. Oh, it was in the playoffs? Yeah, I think. I don't I think playoffs? Yeah. I don't remember what happened that year. I That wasn't Deshaun Watson's rookie year, was it? No. Deshaun so Watson we, was a rookie in 2017. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I don't know how they got to that point, but – they might have, or maybe it was the wild card uh, game. Still a playoff game. Still, still a playoff game. But uh, so, guess what the score was? Thirty to three. You're really close, Souza. You're really? really close. Thirty-one to three. No, thirty to zero. That was my thirty next to guess. zero. They didn't score. The Texans didn't score a single point. You want to know what Brian Hoyer's line was 
in this game. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? He probably has a notepad. I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down, bro. I wrote this Jesus. shit down. That's how angry I am at Brian Hoyer today. I wrote why'd it down. You, why'd you dig his past up? Let's hear it. 136 yards, 44.1% uh, completion percentage, which is 15 to 34 on attempts. Four interceptions, two fumbles, one lost. I rest my case. <laughs> Brian Hoyer sucks. Yeah, but Mason, why that, did that was, he start last night? That was five years ago. I don't give a f- exactly five years ago. You think Brian Hoyer's been getting been getting better riding pine in New England? No, no, he hasn't. Well, technically, he did better last night than six turnovers. So he did. Well, get all better. right. So here's the thing, though. Okay. If you are a veteran backup quarterback, you have to be able to make spot starts. Your job is to come in, manage the game, don't turn the ball over, and make smart plays. Brian Hoyer did the exact opposite last night. The, the most frustrating part about his performance is that the Patriots even got a little bit below subpar QB play. They, they might have a chance of winning that game. Brian Hoyer made two decisions that cost them the game last night. I know a lot of people want to jump on what happened with the officiating, which I agree, completely egregious. But the reason why you lost that game wasn't because of the officials. It was because Brian Hoyer was awful. And he made two key mistakes that fucked them. When he took the sack at the end of the half because he didn't know how many fucking timeouts were left. He was calling for a timeout when he was walking to the sideline. Okay. And when they went down, and instead of throwing the ball away when he could feel someone bearing down on him, he fucking took a strip sack, and they lost points. They could have potentially been up at that point in the game, 9-6, to six, if Brian Hoyer doesn't make those two boneheaded moves. And you could partly put it on the coaching, because if I was Bill Belichick at halftime, I, after that display of ineptitude, I would have said, sit him, you're in. You're going in the game. Brian, see ya. Uh, just to interrupt real quick, I also put it on the coaching a little bit too because we talked about it in SPL. Um, but the end of the first half was kind of really bad clock management. Um, he had no timeouts when he thought he had one timeout. That's on Hoyer, no doubt about it. But they should have at least had one more timeout. They ran the ball with like 30 seconds left on first down and then were forced to use their last timeout. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, it's like show a little aggressiveness. You know, yeah, I mean, no. at, least, at least take a shot towards the end zone. I, I agree with that. Um, and, and also, I think last night, like, our defense played as, almost as well as it could. The difference was between Kansas City and New England was that Kansas City got key turnovers and New England didn't. Patrick Mahomes, let's not get it twisted, should have had two picks last night. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. Those, and those picks were as easy as you can get in the NFL. In the breadbasket, both times. You got to come up with those. That's the bottom, especially against a team as skilled as Kansas City. Holy shit. Susan's cat is on his head right now. She won't leave me alone. But yeah, that first drive, right into McCordy's chest. I'm like, pick that off. I didn't see yeah. the second one. That I didn't watch awesome. the whole game. Susan, there, there was three people that could have caught the last potential interception. And like, they basically all went for the ball and got confused as to who was going to get it, and they dropped it. It was just miscues like that. Um, 
you know, I think if, like I said, if you have, if you have better QB play, you probably win that game. You yeah, like if it was Cam Newton. Yeah, if, it's, if, if Cam Newton's in there, you're probably winning. And that's the most frustrating part for me as a Patriots fan. Um, as far as like, just to bring it back to fantasy, uh, you know, a few things last night. Obviously, I think we can see now that if Cam doesn't play this weekend against the Broncos, you should not start any wide receiver on this team. Because I know yeah. Nikhil Harry caught a touchdown pass late, um, which was a nice throw, actually, from Stidham. But you can't count on on any of them with people who aren't Cam Newton at quarterback because that offense, especially if Hoyer plays, forget it. Forget it. I don't think Hoyer is going to see the field again. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. I was listening to the radio today, and a lot of people were uh, – this is a Felger and Maz, and they were saying that uh, Brian Hoyer should still start on Sunday. I was like, how do you think Brian Hoyer should still start on Sunday? Brian Hoyer is awful. I'd rather take my, well, my well, here's, here's the the risk who, with Jared Sidham. Who are they playing? They're playing Denver, right? Yeah, in New England. So I, I can kind of understand that reasoning as far as Hoyer because, like, I feel like Hoyer is more safer than Stidham. Like, Stidham, he showed in the last – you know, quarter and a half, whatever he played, he'll he'll take chances down the field, but he's turning the ball over. His accuracy is just not there. That one deep pass that he had, he thought he had um, Jameer Bird in the end zone. That's his name, right? Jameer Bird? It's Demir. 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 Demir Bird. Demir Bird. Demir Burgers. Um, and he completely underthrew him. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And, and so he had some bad turnovers. And I think, like, in a game – against Kansas City where you need to put up points to be competitive, Stidham's probably your guy. But in a game against Denver where literally all you have to do is not screw up, I think Hoyer is probably the safer bet. But yeah, he, but I th- he looked look, like shit against Kansas City. I, mean, just, I think I would agree with you because you j- – but the problem is, is you just need him to not fuck up. But that's what he did last night. You know what I mean? Right, but like, even, I, even, I, when he, even when he did fuck up, it was still a three-point game. Yeah, but that was only because the defense played really well. Right, and the defense is going to be playing Denver this weekend. Which I, they also – I'm pretty sure Noah Fant is already out. Corlin Sutton's out. Uh, Philip Lindsay is banged up. So, basically, it's just Melvin Gordon. So, if you can't stop just Melvin Gordon, what are we doing? I think Lindsay might be back, actually. Still, my I point still this, stands. This, uh, you know, shows how um, – how good of a move it was to sign Cam Newton, huh? Because he'd be dealing with this for all 16, 17 games. Yeah, I mean, like people were saying, happened. like, if if Brian Hoyer beat out Stidham for the starting job, what the fuck does that say about Jared Stidham in their <laughs> camp? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like the jury was kind of still out at the beginning of the season when they signed Cam Newton. But, like, if you can't beat out that guy – to be the backup, don't – what the fuck are you doing, man? So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my rant. Ultimately, very frustrating night. Uh, uh, I do want your guys' thoughts, actually, on – real quick before we wrap this up, on Damian Harris. Because, personally, I think he has run the ball – he ran the ball better last night than I've seen Sony Michelle run the ball in, like, two seasons. Yeah, I mean, it could be a blessing in disguise. Uh, with Sony Michelle going on the IR, 
and now Harris takes that role of the ball carrier. They'll still have James White and Burkhead and whatever. But, yeah, Harris looks good. I mean, it's one week, but he looked like a better runner than Sonny Michel has in the past two seasons, minus what he did yeah. on that Super Bowl run. Like, it, I felt like whenever Harris hit a hole, I, you know, like Sonny Michel, when he goes to hit a hole, if there's, like, kind of traffic in there, you're like, oh, he's going down. I felt right. like Damian Harris had a burst at the line where, like, it looked like he could – potentially break out of there. You know what I mean? He's I like a big dude. Yeah, he's, he is. I did not realize how big he was. He's <laughs> That's what she big said. Dude. Okay. <laughs> that was a layup, I'll be honest. <laughs> hey, he could be something, for sure. Nah. Here, now's his chance. Right. Hey, man, I hope so. He, all things coming out of camp said that he was, he was the hot shit as far as running backs go. So. All right. But, well, I'm glad yeah. we got your thoughts on that, Mason. Um, anything else we want to get off our chest before we get the news with Souza? I'm all stuck. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good too. You don't want to rant about the Cowboys this week? I picked them to win. I can rant about them if you want, Glenn, because, uh, I'm just happy I'm not going against someone who's playing against the Cowboys next week because I have the past four weeks in a row, and every time they've gone off. All I want to say is that the Cowboys' defense <laughs> might be one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. This is that The Cowboys is, exact, is everything you want in a fantasy team, a bad defense and a good offense. But unless you're, you're a Michael fan Gallup. of the Cowboys, you, don't, you think more than fantasy. <laughs> oh, it's just – it's just – it's honestly laughable. It isn't like I wasn't with you guys on Sunday, but man, when I ever saw, all right, so here's the thing. They're playing the Browns. The Browns. 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 Sure, they have a talented offense, but they never, you know, they never get, they got Baker Mayfield. Is a spoon big enough, Sousa? It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be because (laughs) you have the Dallas Cowboys letting up 305 rushing yards to this Cleveland Browns team. And the kicker is that Nick Chubb was out at, at like, the end of the first quarter. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, um, turnovers. Zeke in back-to-back weeks fumbling the ball, costing us big drives. Um, I'm pretty sure they had a turnover on downs as well in the first half. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like they play their best football when they're already down by, like, five scores. Yeah, I was listening to – because I like to hear uh, Skip Bayless react to stuff like this. Well, so I was listening to him and, and Shannon Sharp. And uh, Sharp was, was kind of – it's always – like, the narrative is always, oh, it's the Cowboys defense. But, um, like you're saying, it can be the offense too because Sharp brought up a stat, like, when the game was actually tied, like, 14 to 14 – the offense through five drives had only five first downs and no points through five drives. Like that, that's, that's the time you really got to, you know, make your, make your moves. And it's almost like, like you said, they only play well when they're down because the defense probably plays soft. Right. You're not giving up the big stuff, keeping the game in control. Uh, So it's a little concerning. The thing is like, it's just, they put themselves in situations like that all the time. This is even dating back to last year, that game that Aaron Jones went off against Green Bay, and he had four touchdowns. They were down big, and Dak had to throw him back into the game, made it a close game, but it was too little too late. 
We saw that yeah. against uh, Atlanta Falcons. Same thing. If it wasn't for a miracle onside kick and the special teams of the Atlanta Falcons being stupid, we'd be 0-4. And, and then in Seattle, the same thing. You know, you have your chances. You don't capitalize on it. Defense can't stop a fart in their underwear. And, and that's that. But, man, I've never seen – and the thing is, too, like people say, oh, you know, Cowboys, they, they are banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Um, but still, the system that you have, like the Cowboys are used to working – um, a certain defensive scheme they have been under Jason Garrett for so long. And now Mike McCarthy comes in. They try to change up, you know, what they have going on. And they're just not used to it. We have guys who we decided to pay over Dak Prescott, like Demarcus Lawrence, who hasn't had a sack since, like, week eight of last year. We decided to pay Jalen Smith, our first-round pick from 2017. And um, he is – he looks bad. He looks horrible. And I'm a big Jalen Smith fan. But right now, he looks bad. He bites on every play action and can't recover to cover anybody. And it's just it's just horrible. I've never, like, I saw a video on Twitter this morning of the Cowboys' last pick six. Guess when the date was, Susan. When the was the Cowboys' pick when six? When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys – Got a pick six. Oh, the defense? Yeah. Oh, um, geez, I don't know. I'm just going to take a guess. 2016. Week eight of 2017. Okay. That's still, that's still rough. Damn. Damn. Almost three years they haven't had a pick six. And think of all like, the football we watch, all these teams getting picks. Yeah. The Cowboys do not ever force turnovers, turn the ball over. It's, it's disgusting. Um, but yeah, I mean, part, a lot of it's on the defense, you know, giving up 38 points to Russell Wilson. That's what happens. Russell Wilson's great. So people kind of say like, oh, you know, shrug it off. Giving up 49 points to the Cleveland Browns at home. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. Even have Landry going deep on you, throwing deep right. balls. I just right. like to share some stats with you guys. Here so, we go. Here we go. <laughs> no pads. No pads back, baby. Uh, so... <laughs> Week one, I played you, Souza. Uh, you had Robert Woods going against the Cowboys. He had 14.9. Pretty good day. That's the lowest points that have been scored against me by a player going against the Cowboys. There we go. Week oh, two. Of course it was. Ridley, Calvin Ridley, 26.4. Matt Ryan, 28.52. You combine those together, that is 54. Or no, 50. Yeah, 54. Quick maths. 54.9. And then uh, week three, Tyler Lockett, 32.5. And then finally, last week, OBJ, 35.9. So every week you got someone going against you that's playing the Cowboys. No, not this week. Thank fucking Christ. (laughs) Because they're playing the Giants, and nobody on that godforsaken team is fantasy viable. So – Point. I saw a tweet. It was like <laughs> the stoppable force versus the movable object this week is the Giants offense faces the Cowboys defense. <laughs> the movable object, stoppable force. I like it. In conclusion, I'll wrap up about the Cowboys real quick. It's bad, and this team is bad. And I, every year I predict them to win a Super Bowl, and they're bad. <laughs> but the craziest thing is 
They're, they're making still, the playoffs. They're probably still going to win the division because the NFC East is putrid. Yeah, it really is. Um, yep. So, like I said, it's 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 not even any Super Bowl hopes and aspirations. I can't with this team because. Oh, I, real quick, I want to apologize, Glenn, because I kind of roasted your take that uh, Mike McCarthy was a worse coach than Jason Garrett, but I think I'm starting to come around on it. I think I am. It's 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 not looking good, man. And I I'm sorry for that. That is genuinely awful. If they lose to the Giants this week, Mason, if they lose to the New York football Giants, somebody better get fired. That's all I'm saying. It's got to be somebody. That Mike Nolan still has a job as defensive coordinator makes me want to fucking vomit. Um, You're going to find me in the back hanging. It's bad. And uh, speaking of fired, uh, Bill O'Brien just got fired after starting. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. I didn't know you were doing the new segment this week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's the news with Susan. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the news with Sousa. And as Glenn just mentioned, Bill O'Brien, head coach and general manager of the Houston Texans, just kicked the can today. He's gone. He is off the team, and Texans fans rejoice because the Wicked Witch is dead. Yeah. Bill O'Brien hasn't been doing much for this team lately, and, uh, and I think it was time for, to see him go. What's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not a Texans fan, so I don't even care. Susan, what do you mean, dude? He traded the best, one of the best wide receivers in the league for David Johnson. Pause. Pause, pause real quick. Bill O'Brien gets a lot of shit. Okay. Um, he, his GM moves are fucking horrible. Trading DeAndre Hopkins. They have no. They have no first round pick this year because it belongs to Miami, and they're already starting. Or second order. round pick, I think. Or well. second round pick. Um, but honestly, they're scheduled to start. It's fucking hard. Like obviously, the last game they should have won. Um, but the the first three, you go up against Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. It was like the three best teams in the AFC. So, or three three of the best teams because you got to include some respect with the Buffalo Bills. Texans are supposed to be part of that team, part of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, but no. Right. They're not good. Because they stink. Texans are not good. No. They stink. They're, they're missing a wide receiver of, uh, you know, certain caliber. They got Wolf Fuller. If only they had one. It's crazy. I know. They got Wolf Fuller. They got Will Fuller. But in other news and fantasy news, well, let's open the list, the long list of recent injuries, because that's something we do every week. Relevant injuries include Austin Eckler, Nick Chubbs, Tony Michelle, Julio Jones, Noah Fant. Those are some names, but I'm going to go over exactly what's going on, and I'll go over those names shortly. But first, I'm going to say Aaron Lazard got put on IR. So he was the speculative play in the Green Bay wide receiver core with Devontae Adams still dealing with injury. He didn't play last week. But Aaron Lazard, some type of gut issue or something like that. His gut, abdomen surgery on his abdomen. Surgery on his ass. And, uh, and he, he's on IR. <laughs> Adams didn't play last week. And MVS sucks. So <laughs> I think you can confidently in all leagues drop 
drop MVS or lose all hope is if you have a dynasty league because he will never, ever be fantasy relevant. I don't care if he's the one. We just saw that. I don't care if he's the two. We saw that two weeks ago. And, uh, and obviously, if he's the three, well, he still sucks. So goodbye, MVS, and I know that you don't care. Damn. MVS, not a friend of the podcast. You heard it here first, bro. Damn. Um, Noah Fant, to more relevant players, Noah Fant is not expected to play this week with an ankle injury. Noah Fant has been a great tight end. Glenn, you, you, uh, you were aware of his greatness during the draft. You called JV, left him a voicemail to appreciate his pick of Noah Fant. And now he is hurt. He's week to week, actually. And he's not going to play this week. Yeah, that stinks because one could say Noah Fant is fantastic. That's right. All right, we'll see you guys next week on the Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, no. Let's get the fuck um, out of here. OJ Howard is on IR, but, you know, no one was starting him. Sony Michelle <laughs> is on IR for a quad injury. So, again, IR, minimum of three weeks, but it doesn't have to be three weeks. It can be more than that. So, um, Sony Michelle. We will be missing him for a little while. Damien Harris, let's see what happens. Um, Nick Chubb. Oh, Chubb gets dubbed. Chubb is on IR with an MCL spray. Now, like I said, three weeks isn't the guarantee because he's expected to miss around six weeks with this injury. Austin Eckler, another RB1 so far this year, has a hamstring injury and will miss four to six weeks. They just keep piling on. And then, of course, Julio Jones. There's no timetable, but he exited this week with the same hamstring injury he's been dealing with all year and before this year started during the like training camp and stuff, not the preseason, but before the season started. And uh, very concerning, the fact that he never came back out because that was before halftime and he never came back out. And that's something Julio usually does, plays through injury. So this might be a little more serious. And, um, and that's it. Uh, just another long li- list of injured players in another week of 2020 football. Yeah. Damn. Injuries. Sucks, man. Sucks. Yep. Let's talk about it with Brendan today. Susan, I, I genuinely feel for you because I've been in this situation before myself as well. So I, I know how that feels because it's like no matter – you could do literally everything in your power, like that is correct – and then it just it doesn't matter because the player gets injured. It just sucks. Uh, injuries hurt me the most, I would say, week one against you because I had Bell and Jarwin in my lineup, and they couldn't get me six points that I needed to win because they were out before I even halftime. Then the only other thing would be probably Julio, who missed a week. But other than that, it really hasn't screwed me over too much. It's just that my picks have been kind of bad, like A.J. Green. And, uh, you know, my RB2 being Malcolm Brown for a while. And Le'Veon Bell did hurt, I guess, because I now have to start Malcolm Brown. But now I don't have him anymore. It's that I have weak-ass Kenyon Drake. So, um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, should we talk about – is that included in the news section? Uh, it can be. But I'm just saying my woes are beyond injuries. Okay. So, yeah, I, I traded you James White and Le'Veon Bell for Kenyon Drake and Henry Ruggs. But – Treated me, you treated me a washed-up old-timer. Oh, yeah. And an injury-prone motherfucker 
Who's currently injured? I trade you two 32-year-old wide receivers. Uh, yeah. I traded Nick Chubb. See, so we I all kind actually, of we just shifted our injured players around. Okay, um, yeah, we really did. I guess the person that we should feel the worst for is Zach, because literally every person that he has brought onto his team has gotten injured. So you could yeah. feel that. I don't. I feel I have just empathy. Year, I kept texting him this week and telling him I felt bad. I don't give a damn. <laughs> How the fuck was I supposed to know he was gonna get hurt? Don't come to me and say, "Ooh, you boy." Fuck you. I traded you. You had to hit accept. You were the one who said, okay, that's a good deal. I accept. Yeah. Zeke could have been. Now Nick Chubb hurt. hurt. Yeah, exactly. Now Nick Chubb's hurt. He's going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Now you got Zeke. Now Nick Chubb's hurt. And I'm always full. See, I, uh, I, learned, <laughs> I learned from last year with Sousa when it comes to injuries because uh, I remember me and Sousa were deep into talks about me, him trading for Carry uh, on Johnson. Carry on, Drake. Uh, he was so. I remember I pulled out of the trade the last second, and then the next week, Carry on Johnson tore his ACL. So that happened to me the year before. I tri- when Jake Aronson had can you, uh, Carry on. <laughs> you did Johnson. I almost did. <laughs> carry on Johnson. I tried to trade for him desperately, like week three or four, and then uh, he said no. And the next week, he missed like a month or two with an injury. So now, if you're ever you're ever negotiating a deal for running back with Souza, or that includes a running back on your team, <laughs> do it. Do it. He's gonna <laughs> get um, and yeah, I traded Julio. I got a lot of disrespect. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen with them yet, obviously. But uh, part of the basis was my first round pick, which was Julio. Every year has fucked me one way or another, and whether that curse gets broken as soon as I trade him, I don't know. I've never done it yet. But this is the first year I've actually Ain't broken first... after this week, motherfucker. This is, this is the first year I traded my first-round pick, like I said I was going to. And uh, so far, so good, I guess. He, he would have fucked me. Not that I've not fucked as it is, but you know how, what I mean. I do I mean, mean. Regardless what Julio got and all these other guys got, I still wouldn't have beat Gomes anyway. So that's fine. I'll let yeah, it slide this week. It is what it is. But now I got to face Jake Fryer, and I got to be the one to put a loss in his loss column because right now it's zero. That's bullshit. Uh, This reminds me, uh, I forgot to tell you guys this earlier. You should have been there on Sunday just to see Craig's reaction every time one of Brennan's players scored a touchdown. Like, you know how I felt when I was getting my ass kicked by JV? That was Craig, but like times a thousand. Yeah, especially with OBJ. He was, he was, he was I thought points. I was going to go upstairs to go to the bathroom, and I was going to come back upstairs, and he was going to be hanging from the fucking ground. <laughs> you can find me hanging in the bathroom. Yeah. Don't ask me to do dishes, laundry, nothing. Honestly, another another guy I really, you know, I don't feel bad for, just like Zach. <laughs> I don't give a damn, okay, because I, you know, it happens. He did the same thing to me in week one, you know? Guys just go off. Yep. Guys have been going off against me all year besides Panacho. I don't feel bad for anyone who's three and one. Miss Same. me with that. Right. Right. Glenn, um, Glenn are one in three right. games. Susan's on an island. Hey, yeah, it's, it's a long season. Zach. Oh, I, I Zach. can see Zach from my island. Hey, what's up? 
We're, there's just, one raft left. We're trying to like, fight over. Position. Go no, you think you, Zach's rowing out to save oh, you, and then when he gets to shore, the the boat sinks, and he gets stuck there with you. <laughs> That's what, yeah. We're both trying to build the proper raft to get off the island. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, that was little, the news of Sousa. Little bright spot of week four. Let's talk about the stellar stars of the week. Let's go. Brought to you by Red Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job. Your man or woman started. Guys, I'll go first. Build up. We could all pick people on Glenn's dad's team. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> oh boy. But well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pick a guy who um <laughs> who might just might finish as a top ten running back because of this outlier week. This guy is uh, he's usually in everybody's top 10 to start the year. And then once you draft him, you're like, why the fuck did I draft this guy? Maybe it's for weeks like this. This guy is Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon against oh the Jacksonville God. Jaguars this week. 25 attempts, 151 yards, and a pair of TDs. But that wasn't all, folks. He also caught six balls for 30 yards and another TD. Damn. Triple TD, man. And in a half-point PPR league, that totals in at 39.1 fantasy points. So, Joe Mixon, we see you. But can you keep it up? Can you keep, can it, you keep it up? I don't know. We'll wait to see. We're going to find out. We're going to yeah. find out. You could try to trade him high if you want. I mean, we've I been would. waiting for this for years. I would. <laughs> My stellar star is someone who has only played two weeks, two out of four weeks, but yet in fantasy is ranked ninth in their position with half the games played. That's George Kittle. George Kittle, injured for week two, injured for week three, came back. Oh, do I play him? He's hurt. Do, we, do I play him right after he comes back? Is he still – is he healthy? We don't know. Uh, yeah, you start him. He's George Kittle. And you know why you start him? Because he gets 32 points sometimes. When he's catching 15 balls, catching. He actually, that was actually 100% catch rate. He had 15 receptions on 15 targets from Nickathy Mullins. He had 100. NCJ Beathard. He had 100. What was that? NCJ Beathard. Oh, he, he came in? We've seen their report before, Kittle and Beathard. Right. Um, 183 yards, which is more than I think the Pats offense had in the passing attack. Maybe. I'm, I'm just guessing. And one touchdown. He also had one carry for eight yards just because, you know, he's George Kittle. So he had 32.6 points in half-point PPR. Absolutely demolished any opponent he was facing and is my stellar star of the week because a 30-point game from a tight end just doesn't happen. All right. It's my stellar star of the week, uh, much to the chagrin of Glenn, is uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I know, I was just, I know that I was just ranting against how the Cowboys have allowed so many points to people I played against, but uh, I got to give credit where credit's due, man. Odell Beckham Jr. had a very good game. He had 73 uh, rushing yards out of nowhere. 
Oh, uh, you mean the play where the Cowboys brought it within three points and then all they had to do was make one stop and then we can't tackle him in the backfield for 14-yard loss, then he runs up the field and outruns everybody for a 50-yard touchdown? Yeah, that's the play. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he also had 81 receiving yards uh, and two big old TD receptions. And he also had five receptions. So he finished with 35.9. I hope, I hope someone takes a shit on his chest this week. But he'd like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there and that that was just three. I'm sorry, that was just three of many stellar stars that occurred this week. We could go on all that. We could. But we're not gonna. That was stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. All right, Mason. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. The Brent's gonna yell at me. Block of the week. Brought yep. to you by <laughs> PB and J Lube. Wait, wait, Mason. Wait. What? 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 See, last week you weren't here, but there was a guy who took your place. A mm. uh, guy who commissions our league. What? Your cats. Wants to be on the mic. Yeah. She is? For a second. Oh, my God. He's called him. Who's he? Stop. I called you an hour ago. Say so one I'm calling you back now. I'm recording the podcast. Right now, we're, uh, we're doing fuck of the week. I just wanted you to tell us who the fuck of the week was. Oh, uh, go fuck yourself. Oh. <laughs> no, you know who my fuck of the week is. Yeah. What's his name? It's uh, Calvin Forsale Ridley. Forsale. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here for first. Calvin Ridley, fuck of the week. What did he do this week, Panach? Oh, he did a whole lot of zero. Uh, dropped a touchdown in the end zone that would have won me the game. Yeah. So, um, wait. When you say he did zero, what does that mean? Like he got me zero points. You, me zero catches. You mean the number one receiver in fantasy got zero catches? That's right. Holy shit. He might he definitely fucked somebody this week. Did he fuck you? Oh yeah, he fucked me. Oh. All right. Well that's all I wanted to call you for, but uh I'll talk to you later. Thanks. <laughs> fuck you, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was uh that was what a, a good fuck sport. of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use the lube. By the way, Calvin Ridley's still the number one receiver. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Jesus. Um, yeah, no, he, he did fuck Panacho big time. I got to say, though, you can say all you want. Calvin Ridley is the new Julio Jones. He very well could be. But the quarterback is still Matt Ryan. And just like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley will probably have disappearing acts. Julio's done it his whole career with Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley probably will, too. Yes. It's just what you got to deal with with this offense. Completely agree. Hmm. All right. So what's a drop next? pass. A drop pass is no excuse, though. Is it time for pigskin? <laughs> pigskin pickle. All right, hold on a second here. I Let's didn't check back. anything last. So, this uh, con- week. congrats to everyone in this in this pigskin pickem because my picks didn't save last week, so you're all ahead of me. Oh, I got. I'm gonna lose. I got ten so, right. How did I do that? I got nine right. How do you um, keep beating me? 
I don't know, but the AMAC is still up there. Is that the name? I thought I got a lot of games wrong with uh, dude. AMAC hasn't played in two weeks. Who's on top? I dog. I dog. Okay. Wait. Oh, AMAC was on top, and then he missed a week. Right? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. He missed. He missed these past two weeks. Two weeks. Um. Yeah. Is it I dog? I dog. Uh, Oh, I dog. I dog. You. I dog the kid. Raiders are all tied with forty-three total points. Right I'm behind you Tebow. is Tebow 90, 1995 with 42 points. Then we got Saquon D's at 40, and then I'm at 36. And then even after Mason missing a week, he's still only six points behind me. Wow. And then there's eight. All right. I'm not you, out of oh, this. Oh, that's right. You didn't pick because you weren't on the pod. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I, I forgot to save my, my shit. So. <sighs> Typical. I like Big T fan. That's a that's this happened a, last year. That's a good name. I like that. What's that? What? What'd you say? Uh, there's someone whose name is Big TD fan. I'm a big fan of that name. Wait, who is it? I don't know. Wait, Big TD fan. Yeah. I didn't see that. All the way at the bottom. Oh yeah, 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 Big TD fan. Thirty-six, Jared. Might be J Rod. Oh. All right, pick some, pick some, pick some, pick some, pick some, pick some. All right, let's do this here. Are we not missing anything? No. I mean, well, like I second. feel like I, I feel like we missed something. Maybe not. Well, we we gotta turn on the grill, but that's not for a little while. Yeah, we don't even know what our takes are. Yeah, I mean, what was funny is that last week we had a fantasy game in the middle of uh, take up the bulk of the podcast, but I don't have any games this week. No games. I'm one and three. There's nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing joyous yeah. about fantasy football right now i agree i also i just want to say i thought it was pretty funny that uh <laughs> we there was not a plan at all to call panacho panacho was not aware of anything and he he got the fuck of the week right on yeah oh man and, and before we even started the podcast i was just like uh Calvary's fuck of the week i'm like yep <laughs> yeah that's too just well known exactly it's All right, shame. let's kick it off. Week five, pigskin pick'em. Three and one, Tampa Bay travels to Chicago to face the three and one Bears. Uh, Big Dick Nick, only good coming off the bench. Yeah, give me the give me the bucks. Um, yeah, and shout out to Tom Brady. What a game he had! Five touchdowns. Yeah, hey, I, can, I can keep it for another week. Um, he had a 20 point game, right? He yeah, had a, a, he, had a, game he had a 30 point game. Oh, oh, last week he had 32 points, but he had a 25 point game before that. So, yeah, yeah. He's trying to run the up. Um, but I'm picking yeah, the Bucks. Me, me too. Although, last well, time Nick Foles played Tom Brady. Yeah, he did not play him. Picked his ass. Yeah, he keeps saying. Didn't play I played Tom though, Brady. So. Um, no, I'm still picking the Bucks. Um, moving on to Sunday, the Carolina Panthers two and two travel to the zero and four Atlanta Falcons. Uh, give me the Panthers. I want the Falcons to lose so bad. How has Dan Quinn not been fired yet? Uh, we were we were positive two weeks ago that he was going to be fired after the game in Dallas, and he still has a job. How? I don't know. How sway? 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking the Falcons, so sorry. Did you say how does he sell a job? Yeah. How do I have a job? I'm 0 4. How do I still own my team? Right. This is fantasy, not um, real life. Yeah, I'm done. I, I don't know if I said this before, like a couple weeks ago, but I'm done picking the Falcons. I'm sick of saying, oh, their offense is good. Nope. It's the Panthers. I'm picking the Panthers. Yeah. Teddy I'm, B. I'm picking the Falcons. Don't say because they're due or like they have to win this game or something. They're due and they have to win this game. I mean, they do actually <laughs> have to win this game. But. It's not a that doesn't like improve people's overalls or anything. Falcons if this aren't was a video due. game. They've been putting up points Jesus. like crazy. They're not due. They ain't due for shit. A due for an L. The Buffalo Bills four and zero travel to my Tennessee Titans for three and zero coming off my a big, Tennessee Titans coming off a big COVID scare. Um, so they kind of got a bye week, but. I don't know how much that helps considering they haven't been able to go to the team facility all week. Um, they didn't list the names of the players who caught COVID-19. So we don't know. Um, as far as we know, this game's still going on. Um, I think they, just, uh, they finally had two days of consecutive testing where uh, it wasn't positive. They were all uh, negative. Huh. So they should like be able to open up besides the players that had already tested positive last week oh okay i was like wait so they're not positive anymore like, That's no crazy. no yeah so everyone who tested positive last week is like already separate from the facility everyone else got gonna, tested are they gonna tell us who the players are like what if it's like derrick henry uh i could i could change my pick i'm taking the bills regardless i'm taking the bills too my uh super bowl pick this year four and oh looking pretty good Taking the yeah, bills. I don't want to pick against my Titans, but they haven't disclosed who the players are, and it could be people important, like Ryan Tannehill. Like could be. In, in this week, we saw we got a, a glimpse, a taste, of maybe foreshadowing of how bad the season could end up with just a couple of COVID instances. I mean, this we saw the Titans and uh, Steelers. That was manageable. But then when the Patriots got involved too, it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen this week? Right. Uh, or or this whole like, season with four teams potentially not playing in one week. And the thing is, like, say if, like, it, it spread, like, beyond Cam Newton and the whole Patriots team got COVID or whatever, or had an outbreak like the Titans did. The only way to work around that was to have the game week 18 after the season's over uh, with Kansas City. That's what, that's what they previously came up with. But, but only because it was Cam Newton – Everybody else tested, you know, negative. They were able to still play their game on Monday. Or, yeah. uh, you know, they were either going to do it Monday, Tuesday, and they ended up playing on Monday, just pushed it back a day. So best case scenario there. Yeah, it's, it's tough because if only one team has to get it and it affects another team, like people they're playing, and you, you, might, you can get away with, with one instance, which the Steelers-Titans was, was easily fixed, but you get like one or two more, everything's just in, in shambles. Yeah, and you then, gotta factor in like two weeks potentially because of the whole COVID thing. You gotta quarantine. It can add up quick. It's uh, we're still early in the season. Yeah, and there was another potential scare on Saturday night where uh, there was a false positive. I think for one of the Lions players, uh, and they were playing the Saints. No, it was the Saints players playing the Lions. Oh, okay, yeah. So the there Saints was a false. There was a false positive. So they almost had to shut that game down as well. Uh, so ultimately. There's there's a potential here still 
uh, because we're not even back in the winter yet for this to really go downhill really fast. So uh, I said, I said when, when our offseason podcast started with COVID-19 that there's a 0% chance that the season finishes. Ooh. I think I said, I think mine was above 70%. I was really confident. Yeah, I think I was like 20%, I'm pretty sure. Would you like to change your percentages now based on our first COVID scare? Uh, no. I will I'm not. 20%. I'm still confident we'll, we'll get through it. I'm sticking with zero, baby. All right. Obviously, we don't hope it like, – we hope it continues. But. All right. I'm just, you know, yeah, trying to be right. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're right, our fantasy season ends and I'm happy, so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if there was one year for me to not make the playoffs, I feel like it would be 2020. Everything's gone to shit this year. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's probably not going to happen. We'll get through it. Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm picking the Ravens, but Joe Burrow got his first win last week. Thankfully. Kid deserves it. He does. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Ravens as well. I, uh, I think the Bengals will actually keep it close, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Ravens actually haven't looked, you know, all that good. They're 3-1, and one, but they haven't looked, like, explosive like they were last year. Yeah, and even the – I mean, the game that they lost was against their number one competition in the NFL, basically, and they got their shit kicked in. Right. So. All right. Uh, at 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Travel to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 4-0 after Raiders. that game last night. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah. So, Chiefs all day? Um, Yeah, it's the Chiefs. And I picked the Ravens. I don't know if I mentioned that. I picked the Ravens, and I'm going with the Chiefs. Right. But when the Los Angeles Rams visit the Washington football team, who are you going to pick? Rams. I'm actually going with the Washington football team. This, I feel like, is a game that the Rams could – absolutely lose because they're the Rams. They are prone to do that. No, see, that game was supposed to be last week against the Giants. That game was way closer than it should have been at home for the Rams. I'm picking the Rams. Now now they're back on track. Yeah, they're going to beat the shit out of Washington. The Arizona Cardinals, 2-2 and after losing to the Panthers. Are the Cardinals uh, a bunch of frauds? No. I don't know. They – they started off the year so hot with DeAndre Hopkins being the guy and them beating the 49ers defense. It was a big deal. And now they're 2-2 two and two looking shaky. Right. They just lost to a pretty weak team, did they not? Carolina. Carolina. Well, Teddy just I guess, got had a game, but Carolina's defense isn't good, especially their run game, run defense, which Cardinals didn't have much of a run game. So you can blame someone on Kenyon Drake. Or just the offensive scheme. We don't know. Didn't I heard. Just, didn't you just trade for Kendrick Drake? I did. They, I heard from the great, <laughs> from the grapevine that uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury is known to shake things up if something if the season starts like this. So maybe we'll see a little bit of adjustments going forward. But this is a game that the Cardinals will win because the Jets are that bad. Yeah. Although, so Le'Veon so, Bell set to return this week. They just released Kalen Balage, so it's a good sign that they don't need him because they get Bell. <clears throat> uh, yep. Is it true that you just traded for your fuck of the year pick? It is one hundred percent true that I traded for my <laughs> fuck of the year pick. Um yeah. You gotta take risks. 
right. So no, no further questions. I'm picking the Cardinals because the Jets are going winless. Uh, yeah, I'm picking the Cardinals too. Uh, real quick side note, God, I am happy. I don't have to worry about Kenyon Drake being on my team anymore. I am so glad you said that because that just, uh, you know, increases the chances that no, he's going to no. do well on my team after this you go out. It's one of those stressful – it felt a lot like when I had Christian McCaffrey his first year when Cam Newton would just steal fucking touchdowns from him. I'm talking McCaffrey's rookie season. Yeah, but he, he, was still, okay. he was still pretty good. Yeah, but it Played was like just twice as good as what Kenyon Drake's been doing so far. Oh, yeah. No, no. Obviously not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. What I'm saying is the first two games, their offense was rolling, and Kyler Murray just kept taking the fucking ball and running in the end zone himself. It was mm. pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah, try owning Rex Burkhead. <laughs> I don't think anyone shares your pain, Glenn, with Rex Burkhead. I own Rex Burkhead in Craig's league. And then watching Cam Newton do his thing. All right. Rex Burkhead. What, what, you laughing at Rex Burkhead? I'm just, it's just so funny. Rex Burkhead I mean, won me my Rex week. My <laughs> like, not like Mark Ingram with Lamar Jackson or something. Rex Burkhead with Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> you better put some respect on Rex Dude, Burkhead's Dude, he's name. good. He's always been good when he's healthy. He like When I saw him running, even getting handoffs, he's like really shifty, making moves. He's pretty good. He's I don't bald. know why he doesn't get respect. He's bald. That's why. That's why nice. he doesn't get respect. Um, that's yeah. why he's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why he doesn't get respect. <laughs> is Peyton Barber bald? Maybe that's why he doesn't get respect. No. No. He, he has hair. <laughs> he's, got, he's got hair. He just sucks. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles at 1-2-1. One, uh, travel to Pittsburgh to face the three and zero Steelers. Uh, it's gonna be Steelers. Steelers. Um. Yeah. The Steel. Uh, the Eagles. Man. Jesus Christ. The whole division. You can understand the Giants and football team because their teams haven't really been that great. But Eagles and Cowboys. Jeez. Sorry. Yeah. They, the the Steelers are. <laughs> I think are what. Well, I, I, I brought up the Cowboys. He's, he's apologizing to me. Oh. He's oh. Feeling but, uh, at least the Cowboys have all the potential they need. It's the Eagles that are like, That's all right. Carson blows. You know what? At they least, no at least I support no my team, and I don't go in the closet like you do with the Lions when they aren't good. <laughs> oh, come on. You get, I guarantee you when the Lions are good and they have a winning season, you will be the first person to be like, man, I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, but I got to say, opinions on Zach Ertz. He hasn't been the Zach Ertz we've uh, known and loved the past couple of years. What's going on there? Do we trust him? He sucks. Okay. Sucks. Is that your uh, biased take on the Eagles teams? No. Team members or? He sucks. <laughs> I mean, there's no other description. What did he do last week? I don't even know. I haven't heard his name called in four weeks. He. Um, I don't know this week. I feel like last week, or was it this week? I'm not sure. He had like four receptions for nine yards. I think that was the stat line. Damn. Okay. Against Cincinnati, he had 10 points. Week one, he had a touchdown. But he had 6.7, and last week he had four receptions for nine yards. Yeah. Against San Fran. San Fran's been really good against tight ends, though. So, yeah. And I guess my tight end is facing San Fran this week. 
So that's cool. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars one and three going against the Houston Texans zero oh, and four. Um, I'm actually gonna take the Texans. I think, uh, I think Bill Bill O'Brien getting fired might light a little bit of a spark under their ass. Yeah. Or I could be completely completely wrong and they get blown out. I'm gonna say there is, um, there's confusion non-cohesiveness on the Texans after the whole managerial shift. And the Texans' defense isn't good. So I'm going to give this one to Minshew and the Jags. Hmm. All right. Typical. Typical. Really? Um, Miami Dolphins traveled to the 2-2 two and two San Francisco 49ers after losing on Sunday night to the Eagles. Um, but I think Jimmy G will be back. I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, yeah, there's no confirmation yet on who the quarterback will be, but Jimmy G is closer, right? Yeah, I'll and take the 49ers. In, at, yeah, at San Francisco. Give me the 49ers as well. Here. Uh, three and one Indianapolis Colts face the three and one Cleveland Browns. Guys, give me the Browns. Yeah, what a disappointment the Colts' offense has been. But their defense, though. Their defense is good. Their offense, yeah. Phillip Rivers is washed, man. Yeah, he can't, he he's like hardly a game manager. He stinks. So, yeah, I'm taking the Browns. So, Browns? Browns are 3-1? Yeah. yeah. Susan, they're 3-1 and one when they put up 49 points against the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll go with the Browns, too. Cool. New York Giants, 0-4 against the 1-3 Dallas Cowboys. And I'm looking at this pigskin pick'em, just like I have for every fucking week that the Cowboys played, and the meter is all the way up for people who pick the Cowboys because it's such a favorite for them, yet they continue to lose these fucking games. And I'm going to pick them again. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. How can you pick the Giants? They were a dumpster fire. Right. I mean, it's the, it's the same – it's a divisional matchup. And as bad as the Cowboys have been, they're still the best in the division. Yeah, hold on. Did the Giants play the Jets this year? No. They played them last year. Because they could both potentially go 0-16. Uh, I think the Giants have a better chance of getting a win than the Jets, though. But they're still – I agree with that. But it's only a chance. So there's equally chance they don't get a win. Danny Dimes will pull a game out of his and honestly it might be this game. Who fucking knows? <laughs> there's gonna be one game where Danny Dimes just freaking goes off and it might be against the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Denver Broncos travel to Gillette to face the two and two New England Patriots. This is tricky. A lot I'm of people the favoring Pats. the Patriots, which uh, I am. I'm going to taking the Pats at home. Is Cam playing or no? He's got a quarantine for two weeks, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. think he's playing. I have no idea what the deal is with that. Um, but I still think the Denver's offense is bad enough that you should still beat them with your defense. So yeah, I'll I mean, if you think about like, you know, if he's been quarantined or whatever after 
Sunday. So let's just say Monday of last week. You know, yesterday, Monday would be one week. And then by Sunday, technically could be two weeks if you look at it a certain way. So I guess he could have been kept away that long and yeah, I, play this week. But I think he te- – didn't he test positive on Wednesday, though? Uh, yeah, it wasn't right away. But – I don't know. I'm picking the pads. I'm still picking the Patriots. So. Me too. And on Sunday Night Football, the Minnesota Vikings – Travel is four and oh Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. The Vikings you gotta give stink. it to them. <laughs> Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. You know what's funny is that now that uh, Craig has uh, Adam Thielen, he does not defend Kirk Cousins nearly as much as he used to. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't defend him. No. Remember, Craig used to. We used to have me and Glenn used to have arguments with Craig and Chad about. Uh, about um, how bad Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, how bad Kirk Cousins is. Me and Glenn think that he stinks. And I still think he stinks. Uh, I will forever think he stinks. But, but Craig and, and Chad were firmly that he was just in a bad situation in Washington. But who was right? Because the Vikings suck. And they have since he got there. <laughs> you know who doesn't suck? Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's good. Confirmed. He's good. You owe him another apology, Mason. I really do. Dalvin <laughs> Cook, I'm sorry. Please come on our podcast. I love you. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, the 1-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers travel to New Orleans to face the 2-2 two and two Saints. Guys, I'm going to say it. I'm rooting for Justin Herbert. I like him. Kids yeah. got balls. You know what? I might just do it. I'm picking the Chargers. Well, yeah. I think Herbert could Herbert could have Herbert. a decent game. But I don't I'm picking the Chargers too. I don't think he's going to get the win. You see when Herbert going to New Orleans on Monday night, it's going to be a win. It could be close, but it's going to be a win. It's going to be a win. 24 to 20. It's going to be it's going to be Herbert, 20, Shaving, New Orleans, 24. Jesus. <laughs> well, in that oh. case, the only difference between yours and mine is I don't think the Chargers will get that touchdown. I'm picking them to get 20 points, not 27. 20. And they'll lose. Shaving for Herbert. That was picks can pick them. Make sure you submit your picks, Mason. I'm submitting now. Your entry has been saved. My entry has been saved. Which means there's only one thing left to do. Ah! Ah! Burned! Ah! Sizzling hot takes. Brought to you by Derb Burgers. Are the burgers good? There. 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 Who wants to go first? Yeah, I got I'll go first. I have it was between two players with the same idea. But I'm gonna go with 
I'm going to go with maybe a bolder one. I think that – what's his name? Daniel Jones is going to finish as the number one quarterback this week. He's going to drop over 30 points. <laughs> I, you just make these picks just to spite Glenn. I think if that happens, we may actually have to put Glenn on suicide watch. It's very, there's, that's very possible. He can easily put up some points. We all know that. And uh, I think he, I think defense, he'll actually do it, sieve. though. It's just a matter of will he do it? Hmm, maybe not. Probably not. But my hot take is that he will and be, and be the number one quarterback this week over Russell Wilson, over Lamar Jackson, over Dak, who's been nasty. What? Do you, do you really think that? It's a hot take. But if he's going to do it on any defense, it's this one. <laughs> Mason? Uh, yeah. You know what, Sousa? You know what? Uh, this guy isn't going to be QB1 this week, but he is going to have a game. And this man's name is Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert is going to pop off against the Saints, and he's going to be the reason why they win. This is going to be his coming out party on national television. He was going to be my other pick. I was going to say top five QB. He's going to throw three TDs, and he's going to have uh, 300 yards passing. The old three for three. Yeah. Want a hot take? Yep. Hit me. Guys, do you want a hot take? Yes. Yes. All right. In his return from the injured reserve, Le'Veon Bell will have 200 scrimmage yards. (laughs) Hey, Glenn, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. 200 scrimmage yards for Le'Veon Bell. He probably hasn't done that in like four years. 200 (laughs) scrimmage yards. I would love that, that, man. I I would love that. On the contrary, I'll make this a two-parter. No. Kenyon Drake. Barring injury. Oh, that's close. Kenyon Drake will have under 30 yards. Total? <laughs> Total. Woof. It's all because I said something about the Cowboys. No, no. It's not because I said something about the Cowboys. It's not because of that. It's because. Of course it is. No, it's not. Why would you bring up Kenyon Drake, too, out of nowhere? Because <laughs> I have I have on Bell on my mind. And you guys made the trade, Kenyon Drake, Lady on Bell. Mm. It's just I, I don't know, I got a feeling that the grill is gonna be right this week. Okay. Damn. I would love that, Glenn. Yeah. But probably, no, my luck, Le'Veon Bell will be the only person to get me twenty points. I'm gonna say it's probably it's probably not gonna happen, Mason, so don't get your hopes up. The grill's always hot here. Grill's always hot. That was Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Der Burgers of the Burgers. Good.
Mm-hmm. Would you say? I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. I meant der, der, der. I accidentally went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I stuck a whole bag of jelly beans. Anything? Uh, anything else we want to add before we wrap it up for week five? Uh, no. Best of luck to Jake Aronson this week. I'm playing you. Uh, hope for a good match, my friend. I'm playing the evil umpire himself. Jake Fryer. And I got Gomes this week. And I have nothing good to say about him. So <laughs> no, no luck being thrown his way. Because he obviously hasn't needed it. No, nope. he bent me over last week. So, yeah. Hopefully the Cowboys can beat the Giants. That's going to be the storyline. If, if Glenn isn't here next week on the podcast, expect the worst. Mason, if there was a week for you to pick the Giants to win, it's this week. Yeah. Uh, no, no. The Cowboys got to win. Yeah, they'll win. They'll win, Glenn. Don't worry. All right, boys. Uh, until next week. Let's uh, get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.